Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands Good morning and a very warm welcome to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, today I'm going to be joined by Phil, who is sharing with us about the Alpha course that they are starting up in Cornerstone's Leaf Bloom Church. So a little bit later on from him about that. Then we're also going to listen to an extract from it, just so that we can get a flavour of what is going to actually be taking place. We are continuing our 260-day journey through the New Testament and we now find ourselves in... Mark's Gospel in chapter 8, halfway through the Gospel of Mark. We have already read our way through the Gospel of Matthew. Now we're halfway through the Gospel of Mark. We are really flying it. We are 36 days into this challenge and going strong. And so we will be listening to Suchi reading that to us. And if you are only hearing about this for the first time, why not join us, even if it is in Mark and chapter 8? There are 260 chapters in the New Testament. We're doing it over 260 days. But the thing is that you can always go and do the catch-up part at the end, seeing as there are 366 days in this year, considering it is a leap year. So we'd love you to join us in that little challenge that we are going and following through here in Heartlands. And as I said, Suchi is going to read that chapter to us. Also, Charlize is going to read our lectionary Psalm, which is Psalm 30 this week. And so we look forward to that also and of course we will have music and some beautiful hymns so let's kick things off with this hymn today amen isn't that the way now to go and get the blood pumping around the veins come let us all unite and sing god is love next up we have charlie's reading to us psalm 30 our lectionary psalm for the day thank you charlie's we're reading from Psalms 30. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Psalm 30 is a very exuberant psalm. It was a psalm written for the dedication of the temple. It was the Psalm of David. And David is reflecting on his life. He's reflecting on the times that he had difficult circumstances. And yes, he has seen how the Lord has set him free. And so he goes and says 
Even in the very verse 1, he goes and says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me up out of the depths. But then his exhortation in verse 4 is to all of us, Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. Why? Why should we sing? Why should we praise his holy name? Well, he gives us the reason in verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Then he makes this statement. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Let me ask you a question, O oh, brothers and sisters and fellow saints. Do you know God's favor lasting a lifetime? Can you look back over your life, no matter how long it is or short it is, and go, yes, I have seen God's hand on my life. I have known his blessing. I have seen his favor upon me. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord does for us? And then, of course we have sorrow. Of course we have sadness. Of course we have difficult times. Nobody is saying that we don't. And David is one who most definitely doesn't make that claim. But he goes and he says, Yes, but weeping may remain for a night. But rejoicing comes in the morning. Then at the end of the psalm, he goes and he says this. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Now, I don't know how many churches it is that you can turn up to and be feeling free to go and be dancing and re realize that you're clothed with joy and maybe hoop and holler to that effect of the excitement of what it is that God is doing in your life. But do you know, the more time I spend in his word, the more time that I spend reading and getting to know God, the more God excites me. And I hope and pray that you have that same experience. Here is Psalm 30 in song. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, we are continuing our journey through the New Testament. 260 days, 260 days, yes indeed. And we are 36 chapters in to that. 36 days in. And can you believe it? We're already halfway through Mark's Gospel. And the thing I love about Mark's Gospel is this. Mark's gospel is snappy and sharp. And if you look at it, the word suddenly comes up again and again and again. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. And we are just introduced to what Jesus is doing at a really, really quick pace. But now we've hit the center point of the book. And in this center point of Mark's gospel is the ultimate question that Jesus asks. Who do you say I am? Let's have a listen as Suchi reads to us 
from Mark and chapter 8. Mark 8. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. And they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present. After he had sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat and crossed to the other side. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the east of the Pharisees and that of Herald. They discussed this with one another and said, It is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many basketful of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many basketful of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? They came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, Don't even go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, One of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned 
and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Oh, imagine that. Imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ was standing right in front of you. And I'm sure as much as the artists have depicted him the way they have depicted him in pictures and paintings, he does not look like that. But imagine he is standing there in front of you. And he was to turn around and ask you the question, Who do you say I am? Now, he'd already asked the question, who do other people say I am? And the apostles went and answered that question. But then he asked them the question, who do you say I am? Folks, be real. If someone was to ask you, who is Jesus Christ? What would your answer be? How would you actually answer that question? That, to me, I think is a very, very interesting question to consider. You see, I ask that question whenever I get opportunities in schools and religion classes and things like that. Because ultimately we have to figure that one out. And what Jesus does in this is he actually makes it personal. First he goes and says, who does everybody say I am? And we can go and sit and discuss that. Oh, well, you know, people say you're this, or people say he's that, or people say he's the other thing. But then the pointed question comes, but who do you say I am? Would you be able to actually go and say what Peter said? From the heart, with conviction, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the chosen one. You are the anointed one. Would you actually go and say that about Jesus? Interesting question to ask, do you not think? I think so. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands 103. Just great radio. Welcome back to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, today I am joined by Phil who goes to Cornerstone Steve Bloom Church, which is out beside Jumping Jacks. And he is here to chat with me about an alpha course which they are running. So, Phil, first up, can you please explain to us what is the alpha course? Hi, Nigel. Thanks for having me on. And hello to everybody listening. Yeah, so... Alpha is a course for people who are curious about God and who don't know much about God, or maybe they do know some things about God, but would like to investigate some more about God and find out more about him. I'd say it's a beginner's course. 
but it also asks some of life's big questions in the course so you don't necessarily have to be a beginner for it to be worth doing you know it caters to both yeah so if you know like nothing about god or you uh, know something about him it will answer some of those big questions that people have about god questions like does god heal today or was jesus really who he said he is or can we really trust the bible now um, after all these years so i'll say this is a good place kind of to investigate these things without any judgment or people giving strong opinions that you must think this you know it's very open to discussion and people can debate back and forth so it's really that's the benefit of alpha is it's really open to discussion okay the next question i would have for you is this why do you personally like the alpha course yeah, so I, I like Alpha for kind of a few reasons. So I, I like the fact that it takes on kind of the big subjects of life and gives a platform for discussion on those kind of subjects. And it's always interesting watching the videos. Often there's kind of, well, there, there's celebrities, but there's also guys who are excellent in their own field. And it's just interesting hearing some of them talking about a particular subject and how they came to a particular view on that particular subject and it just makes you kind of go wow they've, they've really thought that true and i can see really see why they believe that what they believe you know i really like the fact that it's kind of open discussion and that you know people can throw out opinions and they're allowed to be who they are they don't have to say the right thing do the right thing they can you know if, if they have a point of view that's completely different to everyone else that's fine or if the group has varying different points of view you know everybody's allowed to to say well i disagree with you or i, I disagree with all of you you know um, you know so it kind of just provides an opportunity for everybody to discuss back and forwards what well why do you believe that you know so that's always interesting it's always really interesting just to see how you know people react to the videos um and people tend to react differently than you know i might expect i might be struck by one particular thing in the video and you'll often find that people are struck by different things in the video then maybe you were and yeah so it's just really interesting to see how people have interacted with the video and and what what thoughts it provoked in in their minds and on, on i guess new thought i like the fact that sometimes it kind of provokes new thought you're like oh I, i've never thought about that in that way that that's that's really interesting um yeah i like that because I, I like well i like being provoked to think about things differently sometimes i'm not saying i like that all the time but, but personally but but i i do like to to think about new things as regards like the actual experience of going to alpha i i, I hope that it's warm and friendly and i i like that aspect of it because i think it is and we we have food and chat um for about half an hour before we start and that's that's nice it's enjoyable just to sit down and get to know people and just have a, a chat and 
and have some warm food and just enjoy um catching up with people every week and yeah i think the it's also kind of cool week to week you kind of build up a rapport with people as the weeks go on it's kind of like you know hi john good to see you again and you know how was your week and your chatting back and forth about your week and stuff and it's just it's just nice it's just nice to to have that and yeah alpha just gives you an opportunity to to meet new people and discuss just some interesting subjects together so yeah I, that's why i like alpha of course and finally the question that we're all going to want to know the answer to is when and where is this alpha course on if anyone was interested in going along Yes, so it starts on the 22nd of February on a Thursday, and it's on every Thursday from half six to half eight. And it's in Cornerstone Church, which is next door to Jumping Jacks and the Bowling Centre. So it's in that block of buildings. It's just next door. And it's in Tullamore. Who can come? Uh, Well, basically, it's open to anybody from teenage years up to pensioners and retirees. So... Uh, everybody's welcome really and uh, we try to help people who are coming from work so we have food at half six or for half an hour so you can come and have some food and relax before we start so yep um, that's kind of it thanks phil so folks i've just checked up the alpha course and some of the topics that are up for debate or discussion as phil was saying in that are as follows is there more to life than this who is jesus Very good question to ask. Did you know that every world religion and philosophy recognizes the person of Jesus Christ? But who is Jesus? Good question. Why did Jesus die? How can I have faith? Why and how should I pray? How and why should I read the Bible? And how does God guide us? Another very interesting question. Do you know how God guides you? Well, if you want to find out more about these, why not go along to the Alpha Course that is taking place in Cornerstone Sleeve Bloom Church. And Phil, could you please give us the details again? Thanks. Yes, so it starts on the 22nd of February on a Thursday, and it's on every Thursday from half six to half eight. And it's in cornerstone church which is next door to jumping jacks and the bowling center so it's in that block of buildings it's just next door and it's in tullamore who can come uh well basically it's open to anybody from teenage years up to pensioners and retirees so uh, everybody's welcome heartlands on midlands 103 midlands 103 Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. So folks, the Alpha Course, as I said, is a series of topics that they're discussing, but it's done in video format, as Phil was telling us. So to give you a little bit of a flavour of what it is that you would expect if you went along, here is an extract from the introductory video, Is There More to Life Than This?, I hope that this would whet your appetite if you are searching or looking for answers. Have a listen. See what you think. Hi, I'm Nicky. Welcome to Alpha. Life is busy. Every day we ask so many questions. 
What should I wear? What's the weather going to be like? What's happening today? How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are those bigger questions. Like, why am I here? Where am I heading? Is this it? Is there more to life than this? These are life's big questions. But there's rarely enough time to think them through properly. We all have different perspectives on the meaning of life and faith. And Alpha is an opportunity to explore life's big questions. This is a great place to come together and talk about them openly and honestly. I'm Gemma. I'm Toby. And this is Alpha. Um, I go on Google. Google. I definitely Google. I go on Wikipedia. Internet. I uh, scroll through all the different answers and then I try and combine it and then make my own kind of cornerstone. Or smart friends. I don't ask big life questions. It's too hard to answer. Google or my grandmother. I meditate or I read. When I have a big life question, I probably go to my family. I haven't really had any message what this. To my mom or my dad, basically. My mom or my dad, maybe my grand. I get most of my answers from the library in any section there because I don't really trust the people that I'm around. The key is always to yourself. you got to figure some things out for yourself. If I'm confused, I go to him first. And he confuses me more. But when it's something more personal, I try to find it within myself first. Friends of mine told me that the first night they came to Alpha, they sat in their car for half an hour waiting and watching people going in. And eventually when they'd seen enough normal looking people going in, they thought they'd give it a try. And one thing that might be going through your mind is, am I going to be the only one there who doesn't believe all this stuff, who's not a Christian, that doesn't go to church? Well, if that's you, then you're in the right place. Alpha is designed for people who wouldn't call themselves Christians or who are not regular churchgoers. It might feel a bit strange to be discussing life and faith with people that you've never met before. But the best thing about Alpha is often the great friendships that are formed over the weeks. For much of my life, I was not remotely interested in Christianity. In fact, I don't think I'd ever come to something like Alpha. I was not brought up as a Christian. My father was a secular Jew. He was an agnostic. And my mother didn't go to church. Uh, and... I had no interest at all in Christianity. First of all, I just thought it was so boring. Everything to me about church, Christianity, religion was just dull and dreary. And it kind of made me feel a little bit guilty. I didn't know why, but I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I also thought it was untrue. I, I thought I'd sort of thought it through and uh, I'd come up with these intellectual objections and I call myself very pretentiously, I call myself a logical determinist. And I quite enjoyed arguing with people who called themselves Christians. And at university, I had a bit of a reputation for being an argumentative atheist. And I also thought it was irrelevant to my life. I couldn't see how someone who'd lived 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, could have any relevance to my life today. It just seemed outdated and irrelevant. But at the same time, Looking back now, I would say something was missing. I say that because I don't think I was living in the moment. I was always looking forward to the next thing in life. So when I was at school, I was thinking, when I finish my exams, maybe that will be when I'm going to really start to enjoy life. I finished my exams, and then after about three weeks, I started to think, there's got to be more to life than this. 
And I thought, well, maybe when I've left school, that will be what life's all about. And then I left school, and after about three weeks, I started to think, there's got to be more to life than this. I thought, well, maybe the answer is to get a girlfriend. And somehow, I don't know how I managed it, but I managed to find a girlfriend. Again, after about three weeks, I started to think, there's got to be more to life than this. And, and basically, there was something missing. I was longing for more. The actor Jim Carrey once said, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and have everything they've ever dreamed of, so they would know that's not the answer. Some people dream of having their name in lights, of fame and fortune. Some people dream of finding happiness through relationships, careers, money, whatever it may be. But do you ever get that niggly feeling that as good as those things are, there must be more to life? Yeah, all too often life just doesn't turn out the way we think it should. And even when it does and we achieve our wildest dreams, it's somehow never quite enough. It just doesn't satisfy. It's like there's something missing. The comedian and actor Russell Brand said, drugs and alcohol are not my problem. Reality is my problem. Drugs and alcohol are my solution to fill up a hole inside me. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In other words, I'm the one who fulfills the longing that's deep inside every human heart. Jesus claimed to be the one person who can satisfy that spiritual hunger. Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of the rock group Queen, had amassed a huge fortune and attracted millions of fans. But he admitted in an interview shortly before his death that he was desperately lonely. He said this, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man, and that's the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds, but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Ultimately, there's only one relationship that is totally loving and goes on forever, and that's a relationship with God. And Jesus said, I am the way to that relationship. So folks, there you go. As Phil was saying, the Alpha course begins in, in Cornerstone's Leave Bloom Church at 6.30pm, February the 22nd. And you can find out the rest of the story from that first video. My thanks to Phil for dropping by and sharing with me about his Alpha experience and them running it. So, Cornerstone is where you'll find it, beginning on February the 22nd at 6.30pm. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, show you grace and turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Heartlands on Midlands 103. Midlands 103.